you know, it's not Karachi, it is not East Pakistan, this is not India, this is not Ireland, this is never records, this is never records, this is never records. And certainly me. In the crash, in the booth with never records. With 13 minutes. Across the ocean, from New York to Liverpool to Derry, we are the ones who believe that through joy we can forever live. Thank you, Never Records. I'm sorry I touched your microphone. <laughs> You are not listening to Never Records on Converge Radio 99.9 FM. Welcome to episode 96 of Never Records Radio. My name is Ted Riederer, and I'm an artist and musician who lives and works in New York City. From the Mississippi to the River Jordan and back to the Missouri, I've recorded musicians, poets, historians, post-punkers. Anyone who wants to cut a vinyl record for free in my conceptual art project, Never Records. The Never Records archive continues to grow. To this date, there are over 500 recordings from more than nine cities around the world. Let me describe this next recording to you. You can't play your own band on your radio show. My coworker scolded me in response to last week's episode about the band I was in in the 90s called Thumper. She's absolutely right. I really shouldn't play my own music. But after our reunion show on July 12th, I was so giddy that I wanted to share what was once such an enormous part of my life in the hopes it would further illuminate how Never Records was born. So at the risk of further breaking the rules of radio propriety, today's episode is about another band I was in in the early 2000s. A band called The New You. The day before last week's reunion, we found ourselves in Marblehead, Massachusetts quaint port town on the rocky shore just north of Boston. My close friend Bill not only was in Thumper, but he was also in the new U. And I was driving his daughters to the store to get some food for dinner. I wanted to play them a special song that they had never heard. Thinking of Eleanor, a budding musician herself, I brought several records I had recorded with her father in the early 2000s. I wanted to play her this one song in particular. A tune written by her father about her in the months leading up to her birth. As the song played, I found myself captivated by song and space yet again. And I marveled at music's ability to reach across generations, to communicate that which is often unspoken. So there we were, sitting in the driveway, and I was feeling very emotional because the song was Eleanor's birthright, a part of our musical clan's collective heritage. As an aspiring songwriter, I knew she could now understand and intuit through the language of music 
how her dad felt as an expectant father. It was a magical moment for me, just as I hope it was for Eleanor and her sister Mimi too.
You are not listening to Never Records. That was the band The New You, with our song Homesteads, from the record Death Mellow, released in the early 2000s. The New You featured Bill Fallon, Mehmet Osgarin, Chris Burns, and later Ben Gurley on the drums, and was active from about 2001 to 2006. The band received two of my favorite reviews of all times from the Boston Globe and the local music magazine The Noise. The Globe described us as having a likable whiff of pretension. And a critic in the noise wrote that our songs were so fragile that they threatened to collapse under their own weight. Coming after my experiences with Thumper and our manic theatricality and in-your-face approach, the new you felt like a giant artistic risk, an exercise in experimentation and vulnerability. I drew a lot of lessons from the band that I still use today. The song Homesteads is a great example of our early experimentation in sampling and linear songwriting. Drawing inspiration from bands like Radiohead, Tortoise, Motmos, The Books, and Bjork, we compose music poetically. I've never had a collaboration like it before and since. We talk about music in a synesthetic way. The sequence at the beginning of the song was constructed to invoke sounds of the body inside the womb. The gong, which is actually a 16-inch diameter mixing bowl, is meant to evoke some kind of ecclesiastical instrument or Tibetan singing bowl. The music passage at the end of the song is meant to propel the music forward, to inspire a sense of movement and direction. I was lucky enough to play with musicians with whom I could communicate these ideas with and have everyone contribute and inspire. Let me describe this next recording to you. It was a remarkable time in my life. We rented a two-story building off of Wareham Street in the south end of Boston. We called it the Napoleon Complex, and each floor of the building was approximately 600 square feet for the low, low price of 800 bucks a month, and we had parking and a bathroom as well. We'd rehearse three or four times a week, Ben, Mehmet, and I would often ride home together to Cambridge. One night, we mounted battery-powered instruments on our handlebars and played music as we rode up the alleys of the Back Bay from Arlington Street all the way across the Mass Ave Bridge. We obsessed over our recordings, and our unautomated mix sessions were like well-choreographed dance performances. Four pairs of hands and arms intertwined over the mixing board like a twister game. We put as much thought into our performances as we did the recording sessions. In one gig at the Lizard Lounge, we had a magician open the set, and the room was filled with white helium balloons. In another, at a gallery on Melcher Street, we brought up an artist from New York to do slide projections. In a residency in Cambridge, we had the artist and band leader, Abe from Zmog El Gallo Bueno, do live video mixing. We weren't trying to get signed. We weren't trying to sell merchandise or tickets. We just wanted to push ourselves musically and have fun in the process.
Now's the time for bandages, not flags or badges. Paper plates disintegrate and you stain your trousers. And though my love for you is just a fraction of this memorial, please wear it as if it were a man. listening to Never Records. That was the song Memorial Day by the new you off our 2004 album A Happy Present from the Earth. It's a song about a less than positive response to a wedding proposal set on a Memorial Day with the Iraq War in full swing. In the opening section, we wanted to create a sound that epitomized a breakup. So we recorded the sounds of paper tearing, as if someone was ripping a contract in half. In the end section, we double-tracked the full drum kit. Not just a cymbal or tom, but the whole drum kit. We celebrated when these tracks didn't line up perfectly, because it created this kind of off-kilter feel. The Eno-like guitar is all Mamet. He could always come up with a new sound or way of playing that made our music so unique and fresh. Let me describe this recording to you. I moved to New York in the fall of 2004, and we kept the band going long distance. We lost our Wareham Street space and set up a studio in a paper provisions warehouse next to the Market Basket in Union Square. 
was a really quirky two-leveled space that used to be the warehouse's office. Mamet and Ben set up an indoor trials course using scavenged pallets and rubble. The landlord was a professional clown who had a troop of trained Jack Russell Terriers, and he lived on the second floor. He'd often bang on our door and regale us with stories of buried gold and the raspiest Boston accent you can imagine. We shared the space with this amazing costume new wave band called UV Protection. We had so much fun writing and recording there, and we called it the Inferiority Complex. Again and again 
You are not listening to Never Records. That was the song Silver Foil by the band The New You off our 2006 album Darker Darks. Always in search of better sounding rhythm tracks, we recorded the basics at our friend Darren Burke's makeshift studios, which was anything but makeshift. Darren is a super talented engineer and fun as hell to be around. With solid basic tracks, we could layer as many sound samples, keyboards, and guitars as we wanted. Silver Foil is about that moment after staying up all night when you start to see the light begin to change at the advent of sunrise. In some way, the song foretold the end of the band, the end of the party, but we still had some tricks up our sleeve. Center of the humors and the bile Through the armature, the heart of hearts last mile Of the flesh and for the blood and gore Leave your body and So 
You are not listening to Never Records Radio. That was the song Too Much Earth by the band The New You off our 2006 release, Darker Darks. Too Much Earth is a really important song to me. We wanted to create an intimate and warm rhythm track, so we ditched the drums altogether and we close mic'd a quiet clap track instead of using drums. And I think it sounds amazing. We enlisted the help of Aaron and Craig, family members and friends of Bill's, who played cello and trumpet. We then sampled the trumpet to make the bridge section sound like a brass ensemble. The end of the song features what I call a nylon string guitar onslaught with four or five tracks of finger-picked guitars. Half of these tracks were recorded in New York, half in Boston, some were emailed. It was such a quick and free way of working because we weren't chained to a studio and there was nothing at stake save our own personal satisfaction. And that's what music should be. I'll never forget these moments because for the first time in my life, having played music for over 20 years, I felt an expressionistic freedom that I cherish to this day. Each musician was willing to sacrifice his instrument or part for the good of the song. And we often traded the bass, the keyboard, or the sampler. If you've ever recorded at Never Records, you'll see this approach in my tracking and my experimentation. I strive to talk about music poetically, and I love to get musicians and performers to try things that they've never tried. I owe this all to Ben, Mehmet, and the immensely talented Bill Fallon. Mehmet left the band in 2006 or 2007, and Bill, Ben, and I continued for a short time as a three-piece. Somehow, we managed to trigger all the loops and sequences, but became less organic. And soon we realized that it was time to call it quits. Ben and Bill continued to help me with my art music projects, and I really treasure their friendships to this day. Thank you for listening to Never Records. Special thanks to Bernsey, Ben, Mamet, and Bill for all the time we spent crafting our wonderfully weird songs. A heartfelt thanks and a big hug to all the musicians and artists that make Never Records possible. For more information, pictures, and video from today's session, please visit neverrecords.net. This show would not be heard if it weren't for Scott Morfitt and Patrick Tillery at Converge Radio, who put Never Records on the airwaves with support from the UW Eau Claire Foundation. Who knows, maybe one day we'll put the new songs up somewhere so you can listen to more. You are not listening to Never Records.